The following teaching contains the biblical truth that has helped countless individuals receive physical healing. For years, a mysterious sickness plagued the life of 15-year-old Marin, who was wheelchair-bound and in constant pain. Although doctors said her disease was incurable, Marin and her mom followed a stranger's suggestion of checking out healing school, where she heard for the first time that God wanted her well. And just this, like, boldness rose up on the inside of me. I don't know how to explain it, but just this prompting, like stand up and walk. And in that moment, the ability to feel my body was came back. The ability to know how to move my feet instantly came back. And I just started walking and I didn't pass out. I didn't have a seizure. Today, Marin is completely healed. And as a CARE student, uses her story to minister healing to others. To see Marin Ham's full healing journey, visit awmi.net today. Welcome to a special edition of Gospel Truth with Andrew Womack, a teaching ministry that focuses on God's unconditional love and grace. Hope was rising up on the inside of me. Faith was rising up on the inside of me. It was instantaneous, the change in my body. I was healed immediately. He saw my face change. He said the light came back into my eyes and we have not turned around since. And now, here's Andrew. Welcome to Tuesday's broadcast of The Gospel Truth. And this week, we're doing something brand new. We're doing a very special set of teachings from this product entitled Healing University. This is something that the Lord laid on my heart a couple of years ago about, I have a lot of teaching on healing and we've seen great results, but there are so many people that minister in our Caris Bible College that I mean have just seen great things happen. And one of them is Carly Teredes. Today on our program, we're going to play one of her teachings that is from this set. This set has about 60 hours worth of ministry in it, videos of people who've been healed, questions and answers, and I think it's 48 hours worth of teaching, six hours worth of questions and answers. And it is just designed to take you from from, you know, uh, whatever your problem is into total health. And Carly Teredes is the mom of Hannah Teredes. We have, matter of fact, her video is a part of this series who was raised up off of her deathbed. Uh, Carly herself has been raised up. She was uh, in a wheelchair. She had multiple problems. And Carly Teredes and Daniel Amstutz run our healing school, and we have been seeing great things happen. So we're going to play a portion of Carly's teaching from this Healing University on today's broadcast. I'll be back at the end to share with you about how you can receive this product. Hey everyone, and welcome to section two. This is lesson five, the power of our words. And my name is Carly Teredes. I'm super excited to share this with you today because it's something that I really, it really fascinates me actually. The power of our words. You know, when I was a little girl, the, the, there was always, um, Playground, schoolyard bullies. You maybe you had a similar experience, and and I'm not very tall. I'm only five foot, and so the bullies would try and pick on me. And uh, one thing I realized was you could get in a scrap with playground bullies, or you could use words. And words actually seem to have more power and more effect than even just scrap a physical scrapping. And so really, really soon, as a as a young girl, um, I realized that even though I didn't I didn't have too much in the area of stature, I could make up with power with my words. And so words have been something that have been really powerful in my life. Many of you will probably remember if you've had a, a positive coach or somebody that's been a source of, of constant encouragement in your life and has spoken things into you, 
You may remember those words that they've really taken them and you've, you've put them into your heart and they've maybe even affected the course of your life. Likewise, if somebody's given you a word of prophecy, a word of wisdom or a word of knowledge, and you've taken that and you've meditated on, upon that and you've seen it come to pass, you've seen and experienced the power of some positive words in your life. Many of us, unfortunately, will also be able to relate to the power of negative words in our life. Just like words can be positive, words can be very damaging. They can be very negative words we can carry through with us from childhood all the way into adulthood. You know, there used to be a saying when I was a, a child that sticks and stones would break your bones, but words could never hurt you. You know, I, that, that turned out not to be true. It's a, it's a bunch of crock. It really is. Because the things that I remember from my childhood the most are the words that people spoke to me. You know, even the world that we live in today understands the power of words. That's why marketers seem to be everywhere. I could ask you a question. I could show you a symbol, you know, on a whiteboard, a, a common logo, and you could probably tell me what the company's slogan is. Even without words, you could just respond to it. Words are so powerful because they move us at a heart level. You know, we've, we've talked about this in previous sessions, but faith comes by hearing, amen? And that's Romans 10, 17. Faith comes by hearing. The faith to receive healing or anything that God has for us comes through hearing. It says that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So not only do we need to, to be, be listening and careful what words come out of our mouth, we need to be listening and careful what words that we're listening to and are going into our mind as well. We need to make sure that we are stocked up on the Word of God, that we are hearing the whole gospel and that we are meditating on it because out of the abundance of our heart, our mouth's going to speak. So if the world can understand that words are powerful, then maybe we can find these, these truths in the Word of God. Amen? Well, actually, there, there's, there's many things in the Word of God where it talks about the power of our words. I'm going to jump right in here. This is in Proverbs. It says, death and life are in the power of the tongue. And those who love it will eat the fruit thereof. Death and life are in the power of your tongue. Well, James talks about the tongue as being a rudder, a small rudder on a ship. You think about it, that little bit of wood or metal is, is very small in comparison to the size of the ship. But that small rudder, that small tongue is powerful enough to change the course of direction of that entire boat. That's how powerful the tongue is. And with it, we have the power to, to um, tear down or to build up. You know, a tongue, our tongue is a powerful weapon when it comes to the enemy. God has put his word in our mouth and when it's spoken out, we can use it against the, the lies of the enemy. So let, let's look at this a minute. We're going to look at some scripture here today because I don't want you to just take my word for it. I want to show you, show you this in the word of God. Amen. So we're going to, we're going to, jump, we're going to jump right into Mark 4. Mark 4. I just mentioned something. There's probably a wrinkle in, in someone's brain, okay? But this is, this is the parable of the sower. Now, this is really important because we'll start to see how Jesus himself sowed the word of God. We're not just talking about the words that are in the world and the words that people say to us, but this is the word of God, amen? The power to set us free, the power for us to, to bring healing to, to our physical bodies. So it says here, this is the parable of the sower from Mark 4. Again, I'm just, I'm just going to jump right in here. It's also mentioned in Luke 8 and, and Matthew 13 as well. He began to teach by the seaside. A large crowd was gathered before him. They entered a boat that was sat by the sea. The whole crowd was by the sea on the land and taught them many things in parables. And so he said to them in this teaching, listen, take note, a sower went out to sow. 
As he sowed, some seed fell beside the path and the birds came and devoured it. And some seed fell on rocky ground where there wasn't much soil. And soon it began to spring up because it didn't have deep soil. In verse six, but when the sun rose, it was scorched. And because it had no root, it withered away. Whereas other seeds, they fell by the thorns. The thorns grew up and it choked the word of God and it yielded no grain. And other seed fell on good ground and it yielded grain and sprang up and it increased by 30, 60 or 100 times as much. And he said to them, he who has ears to hear, let him hear. Now, this is really important because Jesus goes on later in the chapter to explain what this parable really means. That the word of the God is the, is the seed that is being sown. And he goes on and he says, if you don't understand this, basically, you're going you're to struggle to understand all the other parables. He says in verse 14 of Mark 4, the sower sows the word of God. So Jesus is talking about himself, sowing the word of God. And these are those beside the path where the word of God is sown. When they hear the word, listen to this, Satan comes immediately and takes away the word that is sown in their hearts. Sometimes we think that the enemy is just picking on us because he's, you know, he's mean. Well, he is mean, but he's indiscriminate. He's not really after you. He's after the word of God that's been implanted in you. Because he understands, even Satan understands the power of God's spoken word. Now, he can't stop us receiving the word of God, but he can do, it will do everything in his power to distract us from putting, mixing it with faith and for it to bear fruit in our life. He's terrified that you might just take the word of God and believe it. Amen. So let's go on down here. It says, immediately when Satan comes immediately and takes away the word that is sown in their heart, verse 16, others likewise are seeds sown on rocky ground, who when they hear the word immediately receive it with gladness, but they have no root in themselves and so endure for a time. But afterwards, when affliction or persecution arises for the word's sake, you know, persecution and affliction, they come again to steal the word from us to try and distract us. You could say that sickness and disease is a persecution, it's an affliction, and it's coming to test whether the word of God is more real to you or whether your flesh is. Look at this, it says, afterwards when an affliction or persecution arises for the word's sake, immediately they fall away, and others are seed sown among the thorns. They're the ones that hear the word, but the cares of this world and the deceitfulness of riches and the desires of other things entering in choke the word, and it proves itself unfruitful. So we can be in church, we can be hearing a great message, a, a power-filled message, but if we get distracted by the cares of this world, the lust for other things, it says, desires for other things, or just, just, just simply busy, just distracted by our tummy rumbling, whatever it is, the word can be stolen from us. Man, that's, a, that's powerful. You see, the enemy is coming to steal the word, the word from you because he doesn't want it to become fruitful in you. Verse 20 says, still others are seeds sown on good ground, and these are those who hear the word and receive it and bear fruit 30, 60, or 100 times as much. So the words that we, that we listen to are extremely powerful. They're extremely powerful, and that's why the enemy wants so, so, tries so desperately to get us off track. He will fight you to, to, for the word of God not to work in your life. So once we, once we understand that, then it gives us something to stand against. You know, um, Jesus actually rebuked the enemy with a word. He rebuked the enemy with a word. Let's look at this in, um, in Matthew's gospel. Clicking on across here. In Matthew chapter four, chapter 4. Now this is really interesting. This is the temptation of Jesus. 
You know, Jesus was taken um, from the, he said here, he was led up into the wilderness by the spirit to be tempted by the devil and had fasted for 40 days and 40 nights. And so he was hungry. And the tempter came to him and said, if you are the son of God, command that these stones be turned into bread. But look at how Jesus rebuked the enemy. This is, this is Satan himself staring Jesus in the face. And look at his response in verse 4. He answered him, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Jesus rebukes Satan with the word of God. And he goes on, and there's several other times here in verse 7, it says, he rebukes him again. And he says to him, It is also written, You shall not tempt the Lord your God. And it says in verse 10, Jesus said to him, get away from here, Satan, for it is written, you shall worship the Lord your God and only him shall you serve. So there's three times there when, if, when faced with temptation, when faced with literally with the enemy, Jesus turns to the word of God to rebuke the enemy. Now you might think, well, that's, that's awesome, but that, you know, he was Jesus, right? Well, no, because you see, the word of God, words are so powerful. This is how the, the Lord created the earth in the first place. Just think about this for a minute. In, I think it's in, in um, well, let's look it up. It's in Hebrews 11, verse 3. By faith, we understand that the universe, the whole world, was framed by the word of God so that the things which are seen were not made out of things which are visible. God created the, very, the, the world itself using his words. He says, let there, let there be, let there be light, let there be land, let there be days and nights. He created work, the world with his words. Words spoken out of our mouth have a creative power. You think about this for a, for a moment. When Jesus was born, he himself fulfilled many words, many, many hundreds of prophecies that were spoken before, just by being born. He, he fulfilled those words. But Jesus himself had to be spoken into creation. You know, God just didn't kind of just pick a few things together and throw them and, and mold him out of clay and make Jesus. No, he spoke Jesus into being. And Jesus' birth was the fulfillment of many, many prophecies, many words that were spoken. Such is the power of, of, of words in our life that God created it. God used it to create the world itself. You know, in, in Hebrews 4, 14, it says this, since then we have a great high priest who has passed into the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God. Let us hold firmly to our confession. You know, this interests me, but it says let's, let's hold firmly to our confession. You know, the word confession and profession are used interchangeably in the Scriptures, and it means simply this, to say the same as. He says, hold firmly to your confession. What, 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 what confession are we making? What should we be saying? Who should we be replicating? What should we be saying that's the same as somebody? Well, we need to be speaking into our life, our confession about our situations. Man, it needs to be the same as what God confesses about our situations. And that's powerful. You know, in, in Psalms, it says, he sent his word and healed you. And so if we were to apply this to healing, we could put it like this. Well, the word of God spoken out of our mouth is powerful. Therefore, I'm going to start speaking over my body what Jesus says about my body. I'm going to start speaking a blessing because you remember life and death are in the power of the tongue. That means I'm going to start speaking blessings over my situation. Now, in the realm of healing, 
one of our temptations sometimes is to confess. And if you've hung out in a, in a doctor's waiting room, you know, you'll find that people start talking to each other and, and they'll start telling you their medical history, having just met you for five minutes. It's a strange phenomenon that happens, okay? But people start opening up and they'll tell you their whole medical history, how bad it was, how many surgeries they had, how many different medications they have to take. And it almost becomes like a rehearse, like, like they're, they're rehearsing all of the drama, all of the trauma, all of the things that they've been through. But sometimes we don't realize that we have power in our words. And while those things may have happened and they may be true, that speaking those things out, our body is listening to us. Just like the world itself was created by the power of words, when words are spoken out of our mouth, they're powerful. Look at this. This is Isaiah 51 and verse 16. It says, I, this is God speaking. He says, I have put my words in your mouth and I have covered you with the shadow of my hand that I might plant the heavens and lay the foundations of earth and say to Zion, you are my people. God's saying to you today, I've put my words in your mouth. I've put my words in your mouth. We need to be responsible for our words and understand that when we speak the word of God out of our mouth, it's just as powerful to create or to destroy as if God himself had said it. Look at this in Isaiah 55. In verse 11, this is God speaking again. He says, So shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth. It shall not return to me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the thing for which I sent it. God has put his word in your mouth that you might speak it out. And through your spoke, the spoken words of God coming out of your mouth, he'll use it to bring peace to bring joy, to accomplish and to prosper the things for which he sent it. God's word spoken out of our mouth doesn't return void. It goes immediately to work in the area in which we deployed it. Man, this is so powerful. When we really understand the word of God and the power of the word of God that's in us, Man, we're going to start speaking it over our situation a whole lot more. And maybe we'll be a little quieter about the negative thoughts. You know, you can't stop those negative thoughts coming to you. It says in, in, in Matthew 4, we just read that, that Satan came to tempt Jesus. And yet he was tempted in every way and did not sin. That doesn't mean that when the devil came to him and, and he said, you know, why don't you worship me? I'll give you all this power. I'll give you all this authority. Why don't you, why don't you bow down? Why don't you turn these, these stones into bread? Remember... Jesus in that moment was in, still in the flesh. He was hungry. He had been starving for 40 days and 40 nights. He wanted to eat bread, right? And so Satan came to tempt him with a way out that he could have considered. And he picked things in his flesh that were a natural weakness. And the enemy will come and tempt us in the realm of our flesh oftentimes in the, in the ways of sickness and disease because he knows that our flesh is a weakness. In the same way that he tempted Jesus while he was in the flesh, he'll tempt us while we're in the flesh. But like Jesus, when we understand that God puts his words in our mouth and the power that those contain when we deliver them, man, we can get on board with the word of God about our situation and we can see miraculous power delivered. We can change, literally change the trajectory of our life simply with our words. This is how powerful they are. Let's look at this a second. This is in Joshua, book of Joshua, uh, 1 verse 8. I love this. 
Joshua is a man of war. He's always fighting. He's always, he's always scrapping, okay? He's always going to battle. He's super brave. But look at this. In Joshua 1 verse 8, it says, This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth. Don't let it leave your mouth, he was saying. But you shall meditate in it day and night that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. Everything that's written in this book, this book, the Bible, is going to come to pass in our life when we refuse to let it leave our mouth. That is powerful. He said, for then, in other words, as a result of doing these things, for then you will make your way prosperous and then you will have good success. Have I not commanded you, be strong and of good courage. Do not be afraid or dismayed for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. You know, I started to study this out a little bit. And the, word, the words that they use in here are unusual, mouth and meditate. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth. The word mouth, it means to speak it as in a commandment. To speak the word of God as in a commandment. That doesn't mean saying please and thank you right? That doesn't even necessarily mean being polite. We need to be speaking the word of God with boldness because the power of it is released. The word meditate, remember it said this, it says, but you shall meditate in it day and night. What does that mean? Meditating in the word of God. Do we need, do we need to sit cross-legged on the floor in a, in a hmm, lotus position? No, it doesn't mean that. The word meditate, it means to speak it, to study it, to utter it, or roar it like a lion. Roar it like a lion. Man, we need to be speaking the word of God and roaring it like a lion. Speaking it, declaring everything that's in it over our life. And situations start to change. We need to understand the power in our words. God, that, that is so powerful. That's how God created the universe. He spoke Jesus into creation through his words. You know, you were spoken into creation. God planned for you since the beginning of time. He planned for you before there was even a world for you to live in. And now he's put his voice, his words, his power in your mouth. Power to speak out life, to speak out death, to, to release faith, to release authority, to rebuke the power of the enemy from working in our body. But he needs our cooperation to do it. You know, the Holy Spirit is not going to come upon us and open our lips and make them move, Right? That's our cooperation. He needs our cooperation to speak out, to speak to the mountains that are in our life. But the power of God in the words that come out of your mouth, man, they're just as powerful as if God had shouted them from the heavens himself. Life and death are in the power of your tongue today. The power to root out and tear down every plan of the enemy that's come against you. You know, Isaiah 54, 17 says, No weapon formed against you shall prosper. And every tongue that is risen against you in judgment, we shall condemn it. So right now, this is what we want, we're going to do. We're gonna, I'm going to pray for you and we're going to release some power. We're going to release some power by the word of God from our lips today. So I want you to hear this and receive it. But then as you go from this session, I want you to start practicing, speaking out the Word of God over your body. Speaking and changing your confession, committing to speaking out only the Word of God over your situation. And I believe it's going to have an effect. 
So right now, in the name of Jesus, we release power. We release power over our brothers and sisters today and everyone that's hearing the sound of my voice. In the mighty name of Jesus, we take authority over all sickness, over all disease, over all infection, over all inflammation, over pain, over cancer, over tumour, over bone disorders, over joint disorders, over blindness, over sickness, over, over, over yeast infections over deafness, over malformations, over congenital defects. Right now, we take authority over those in the name of Jesus and we release the power of God. We release healing into your body, into your flesh, into every organ of your body. Right now, we release that power to flow from the top of your head to the very soles of your feet. We command all sickness, all disease to leave bodies now. Leave bodies now in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, I hear the Lord saying, there is somebody right now that's been healed in their lungs. You're being healed of respiratory infections right now in Jesus' name. He sent His Word and healed you. We believe you, Lord, and we receive it in the name of Jesus. And we call them things that be not as though they are. We call sickness forth in our body that be to be not. We call it into existence right now in the name of Jesus. Amen. Praise God, I know that that blessed you. I tell you, Carly is powerful. She's been on Sid Ross, it's supernatural. God is using her and her husband. They're traveling around the world, have their own ministry now, and they are just seeing great things happen. And this is just a portion of all of this teaching that's in here. Again, there's about 60 hours worth of ministry in video, people's testimonies, 48 hours worth of teaching, uh, questions and answers. Just it's a product that's designed to bring healing to you. So listen to our announcer as he gives you information and please call or write today to receive this teaching. In the history of Andrew Womack Ministries, this is the most comprehensive product we've ever presented. Healing University will graduate you from where you are to a level of understanding and empowerment that you've never known. It's a collection of healing secrets compiled in over 60 hours of video. These are sessions taught by Andrew Womack and six other Karis Bible College instructors who've not only experienced healing for themselves, but have been instrumental in training countless others to receive their own healing. Healing University is broken down into three consecutive sections. Section one focuses on what the Bible says regarding healing and why believers should expect healing for themselves and for others. Section two emphasizes how to receive healing, and section three concentrates on real life application when ministering healing to others. Healing University delivers the power of the gospel in 48 lessons and six question and answer sessions. Every lesson includes a video, audio file, chapter lesson, and printable PDF. Each lesson builds on the last lesson, forming a solid foundation from which to receive healing and minister healing to others. Through the online platform, you have lifetime access to all the videos and digital workbooks on your computer or smart device. You can print out each lesson through the online platform as many times as you'd like. Healing University is the perfect curriculum for home groups and Bible studies. Order this life-changing Healing University for you or for someone you love for a gift of $499 by visiting our website at awmi.net. To write us, use the address on your screen. 
Andrew has many conferences and seminars around the globe each year. For the latest information on Andrew's complete speaking schedule, visit our website at awmi.net slash events. Hello, this is Andrew Womack, and I want to invite you to come and sit under the Word of God four hours a day, five days a week for two or three years. I promise you it would transform your life. You know, God has put it on my heart to make disciples, and the best way I have of doing that is through our Karis Bible College. We not only have our main campus in Woodland Park, Colorado, but we have campuses scattered all over the world. You can go to our website to get information on it, but I promise you this is a deal changer. Many of you know there's more and you just don't know how to get there. Come and let us help you discover who you are in Christ and who He is in you. It'll change your life.